Welcome to the Social Fabric Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Splindori, and this week I'm catching up with Danielle Gullick and Rebecca Welch. Both of them were previous guests on my Social Fabric podcast, and I wanted to catch up with them during this pandemic, as they both live in the East Coast of, of America, and uh, I wanted to hear a first-hand account of what is really happening out there. But it was also a way to catch up with them and see how they're doing, and I was delighted to hear that they linked up, became friends, and they're planning to meet up in the near future. So the Social Fabric Network is um, a community is working out. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. So I'm just checking here to see if Danielle is coming on. Uh, she's in. You haven't met Danielle because she's... we've been emailing. She's so lovely. I love oh, her. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, because I just I sent her a text via. Um, actually, I should send her a WhatsApp. See if she's there. I sent her the same as I sent you. Um, she's in. Um, where is she Wexford. What's that? She's in it? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, she's, she, she had just texted me earlier, and she's like, "Oh gosh, I have to shower." Oh. Oh, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if she showered. <laughs> like, What's that? I haven't done that in so long. Like, Hi, Danielle. Huh? We, were just, we were just discussing the fact that you, you weren't showering for this. <laughs> no. Well, I thought it was an occasion to. I figured, it. you know, I go days without doing it, so I probably <laughs> start to do it now. I've been trying to work out, too, on Tuesdays and Thursdays with virtually so i was a hot mess you wanted me to work out <laughs> <laughs> so it's great you guys connected with it was great yeah. 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 Hi, i know nice to meet you i listened to your podcast i'm like oh my goodness we have the same outlook on so many things i know i was like listening to <laughs> that's like, what i thought just, like, so much like with the traveling and just kind of always being like okay instead of I think a lot of people would be like you're going where because this person's like sure you can stay I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of people don't do that no they don't they're like well where what would we what would we what would we what about this I'm like oh. I don't know. <laughs> when we get there we'll figure it out I had yeah I had that happen my friend and I were talking about that because many moons ago, the first time I went overseas was Australia. And she said, well, or no, it wasn't the first time, but I had gone there. And I yes. talked about that before, but I yes. remember we were in the outback. That these people, I didn't even know where we were going. And then she's like, we're going to take, we're going to get a ride up to Marucci door or something. Yes. I'm like, how are we getting there? She goes, I think there's a grain truck that's going to take us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, we did. I'm like, I'm kind of more comfortable with a bus because the guy rolls up in his car and it said across the front i love the nightlife <laughs> i don't know let's maybe not <laughs> yeah anyway how are you guys we're good where are you in new york i am in new york i i was living in queens and then like three years ago we moved um about 45 minutes north so now i'm in westchester oh okay yeah so super close to the city. Yes. It's like a 42 minute train ride. It's yeah. Quicker yeah. than going from Central Park to Soho, probably. <laughs> oh, definitely. My people, yeah. my friends that I've been like, oh, just meet me in Grand Central. They're like, it takes them longer from like Bushwick to yes. meet me than it is for there. So yeah, I think that's why people are staying in Brooklyn once they move there for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So 
Great. So, so just great. What did you guys want to chat about? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, great to see you both. You both look great. Obviously, yeah, the yeah. pandemic is doing. You both do. It's great. And uh, no, I just uh, you know the, the the isolation as I was just saying there to Rebecca, like when we start isolation, is just a weird thing, and for yeah. social animals like me. It's just, uh, I don't know, like I'm still going out, I'm still doing my swimming and my running, but it just hasn't been the same. So I just thought these little ideas, I'll catch up with people. That, uh, you know, I think it'd be worth to catch up with and, and see how everybody's doing and just just listen in, really, that's all. And you guys are both in the States, you both had a great story to tell me before. And I thought, let's find out what's happening there now. So, and uh, how you've been and what's going on. So you can tell me anything you want. My life hasn't changed a whole lot other than I said I have now I have an excuse to not go anywhere. I'm like, I can't COVID. <laughs> Sorry. So so there's that. I have I haven't in lack of um I was in a good swing in January. I was going to the gym. I was doing taking care of myself better. And then that was the only thing that changed. So I'm trying to get back into that now. Self-care was Real, I was gonna look so good this summer. No, I went to. You sh- do look good though. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. But what I meant, I was really, you know, I was probably gonna wear a half shirt, Rebecca. No, that's never gonna happen. But truly, I was feeling really good. I think exercise for me is such a mental thing. And even if it's just going outside and strolling and whatnot, I was, uh, that was probably the only thing I was getting a little restless and crazy from not being, not running the way you do, Andreas. <laughs> and I don't know what you're, I, but I just need to be outside and active. And I found that that was the only part that affected me. <laughs> I kept working. Yeah. I maintained my employment through this. So I don't know. How about you? Yeah, no, it's been, I mean, the only big difference is that like, I'm not driving my kids to like, a million things after school <laughs> like I'm not driving to soccer I'm not driving to piano lessons I'm not, like I'm not spending my life driving right now um but uh it's been a I I'm very happy that we're here and not in the city because if we lived in our two-bedroom queen's apartment um I don't really know how <laughs> it would go down because <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of time with just you know the four of us Mm-hmm. all the time so um having a house and being able and actually I am I go on these trails by my house I live like in a mountain and I'm like the only person on the trail I walk seven miles every day I just put on my headphones and I just like walk in nature I'm the only one there maybe I see like two other people and then I I come home and <laughs> deal with my family and e-learning and all that fun stuff that I'm we're having the opposite where everybody's outside I'm in a suburb north of Pittsburgh in Wexford which I like to say and uh we are I always go on trails the Rachel Carson trail runs through Pittsburgh in different areas and I found more and more people were out there so on one hand it's really nice to see everybody taking part in the outdoor activities and on the other hand I'm like get the hell off my trail I'm here to be alone and you're driving me bananas. And then I was, you know, I would walk behind. It's again, I have a child. It's nice to see them, but I'm also like, put them on a leash. <laughs> what are they doing? Get them out of there. And then also, uh, people were 
experts in COVID and I would walk and you would hear people. I would not have headphones on because it was so pretty to listen to yeah. all the birds and everything. And then I would hear these women behind me. Well, you know, well, you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's how I retreated into my house even more so during this time. But the city would have been nearly impossible. That was it's it's also weird because we've been in the city a few times and it's a really weird energy yes. for a city that stays awake 24 hours it's dead it's a ghost town and like the psychological warfare it does on you because like that's the whole point of living in new york city is like to do something and if you're not doing anything i mean that was one of the reasons after like whatever we were there for 25 years to move was like well, we're not doing anything here anymore like slowing down so I don't, I don't take advantage of all this stuff. And if I do want to go, I'm 45 minutes away. But if you're spending like $5,000 in a box and there's nowhere to go and nothing to do, like, I think that would be really hard. Yeah, it doesn't. I went, the first time I went out to the, the grocery, I was in line and some grocery stores here are letting people in freely and they almost have this smugness about them. Like, no, you can just come in. We're going to let as many people in. And people were chatting almost as if they were dismissive of the severity of the situation. Yeah. And then other stores, the Whole Foods were like social distancing in line and they were letting people in and out, wiping the carts down. And I found that more comforting, but at the same time, it was so eerie and scary standing outside with our face masks on. Yeah. In, in the state, I don't know, I think it differs by state in the U.S. right now, but we're required to wear a face mask when we go out. Thanks. And then I have friends in Florida. It's like the Wild West down there. They're, they're like, put some tanning. I'm sorry, my dog's barking. I'm like, shh. Miles just woke up. Get down. But tell me something. That's interesting because, uh, you, well, you know Ireland uh, well, Danielle. You, you know Ireland as well. Anyway, Rebecca, you know what, is, what we're like here. And we, we really took to the government said, do this. And we did what the government told us, you know, 95% of the people did exactly what we were told to do. And we still do it. We're still in lockdown and five kilometers outside the house and all of that. But from what I'm reading or what I'm seeing, that's not quite the same. No, 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 not even. Wild West in the East, really, isn't it? Well, because I think the United States is just so big. Hmm. And each state, I mean, some states are like three countries in Europe. I mean, for New York, I think um, it just also depends on um, what county you're in. It, like it varies from county to county. So we are close to New York. So the people here, you know, was taking it really, really seriously. And um, and I think um, in like upstate New York, it's a little more like whatever we only had a couple like I don't when you I don't think when you see the visual effects of it I mean like where my sister lives in Brooklyn three blocks from her house are a bunch of refrigerated trucks by the hospital that's being used for morgues I mean it's it's there you see it like it's not just like oh I it's not abstract it's like 9-11 like or Hurricane Sandy when we were there. Like, it's not, it, it's there, you know? So it's hard for other people in like, who are not in hot spots to take it as seriously. Like, be like, well, we don't have any, like, what's the big deal? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
So we're in a hot spot. So the 9-11 is good because we, it was all from a distance. I, we took it seriously by, because I wanted to. Right. And because um, also it was, I find that people around this area, it's become political. It's completely political. If you support masks and social distancing and adhering to lockdown laws, you are believed to be, whether this is accurate 100%, you're believed to be a Trump supporter. And if you are listening to the rules, then you don't support Trump. It doesn't mean anybody in particular. This Dr. Fauci has emerged as almost the quiet opposition of Trump because he knows he has to rely on him because he's the one that knows what he's talking about. But he doesn't want to acknowledge that because, you know, because in my opinion, Trump, I don't know what your political beliefs are, but my, okay. I, so I we're miss all Obama okay. so much. Yeah, I, miss him. <laughs> I know. I, well, it was funny. I was waiting today for Obama's reaction to, I know he's spoken out about COVID, but also the um, George Floyd. Oh, God. On that, that as well. Heartbreaking. I was waiting for him to have a compassionate response because I'm like, has Trump even said anything? But back to COVID, I do feel that it's become political. It's so political, in fact, around here. And I do have friends who run small businesses, and I have kept my job. So I try to keep that in the forefront of every um, emotion that I feel and how I react to it, because I have good friends who are not sure how they're paying their bills. On the flip side, I think, but there's going to be a collective forgiveness right now. So just relax. I've lost my job when I didn't know how I was going to pay the mortgage. Like I've been in real dire straits. So I want to say that, but you can't, when somebody's in it and the four walls are closing in them around them, you can't, they're not necessarily going to hear what you have to say. So I've just stayed back. I try not to say too much about it because I find that you're never going to change somebody's mind if they are that strong in their conviction. You can try and listen and converse, but it just doesn't. As far as I can see it, it's pretty black and white. If you support Trump, you think this is bullshit. And if you don't support Trump, you're taking it seriously. That's That's a really general... Way of putting but it. that's one of the reasons, though, why it spreads so much, because, like, I was reading an article in New Zealand where she said it was apolitical, like, nobody, everyone's just like, this is what we're supposed to do, okay, it wasn't, like, this extreme, like, my rights, my rights, it's like that whole thing of, like, mm-hmm. your kids should wear a bullet vest to school so they don't get shot because I deserve to keep my gun. It's like that mentality. It's like, why wouldn't you just be the human being and put on the mask? Like, that's the problem that is political. That's an arrogance too, a smugness. I was, I follow a woman that lives in Bali. She's British and she posted something about the shooting yesterday. Again, I know different topic, but same thing. It becomes everything that happens socially becomes a political issue here. Sorry, Danielle. I don't know which one. There was a gentleman, not shooting. I'm sorry. Not the shoot. Did you hear, you heard about uh, George Floyd? George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was about. She, she posted on Instagram. She said, you know, this has to change as a British citizen we tend to always default to well we're not as bad as America and I thought oh my god I hate her friends in her little bubble or I just happened to follow her because of something I saw that we connected through something else and I thought oh my god she that's the I hate knowing that it's like when you back and you want to smack a maple leaf on your backpack they think you're Canadian you're like like, no I'm not 
<laughs> I'm really, pr- I love America. I don't right. mean to sound anything opposite, but the general feeling is you're like, how am I going to be received initially? If you know, did you read that article in the Irish times about, about America, about the way we're viewed? No, I don't think so. Sure. Oh, it was so interesting. It was about, um, Andre, did you read that article? Is it recent? To, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it was like a, two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was about basically how, um, I forget who the Irish writer was, but it was basically saying, um, you know, f- for so long America has been revered as, you know, this power, and they've gone through all these different stages, and now Ireland, <laughs> and they're like, and the rest, they pity us. Mm-hmm. They pity us. Like we feel sorry for you. It went from being admired and revered to being like I pity, I pity yeah. you. And that was it was it all rang true. It was just like I yeah. I mean I know. And we do have so many wonderful things. I never it's when you discuss this type of thing, it's not that those went away entirely. Right. There's not, I'm, I, I know that I'm very fortunate to live here and how in the way that I do, but there are so many things when you travel that you see that regardless of the, um, I mean, we're not in a, sh- in a war zone. Right. So there's that, take that <laughs> off. But, but you still have, when you travel to Europe, you realize the sense of community. And, and it also happens as you get older and the scale tips where you're like, I don't need any of this. I need all the, this material stuff that's so heavy. I need all of the emotional stuff that's so much lighter and fulfills me more. And I think that it, it unfortunately comes, you know, like the saying goes, with age comes wisdom. But yes. Europe holds on to that. They may, there may have been a time where they felt maybe behind the times, but what are you behind in now the Kardashians? Mm-hmm. Because right. I assure you, you're much better off and not that they aren't astute business people right. at the same time. I'm like, but look what we did. We made them so famous <laughs> and relevant for, because, for, for exactly. acting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, but, again, like I think it's hard because America is so big mm-hmm. and, and it, and it varies from not only, you know, state to state, um, but even just county to county, like, like where we are, we love it. It's like this little like Norman Rockwell, everybody's so nice. My kids always put people on a scale of being like, oh, they're Croton nice. <laughs> they're like just crazy, crazy nice. Whereas like when we lived in Manhattan, people would be like, screw you kids. So, um, but if you go a little bit further, it gets really redneck, you know, and it gets really guns and it gets really like yes. uneducated and it gets a lot of alcoholism. And like, so even within a state, so it's hard then to be like a whole country can rally around and kind of do the right thing. It's just, I feel like it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, but you can only start from your own immediate community, right? You can only start from where where you are and start from small and try to build it. And uh, yeah, or else it's too overwhelming, or else you get too depressed. And both of you have traveled extensively. You've got the taste of what is different in you know, a small place mm-hmm. like Ireland or Italy or whatever it is. Yeah. And and you you mentioned something there, Daniela, about the collective. Um, 
how do you can put it, uh, like the way people are going to look after each other soon enough. Once you know, when once things are bad at the moment, people are out of work, and what what is happening there? I mean, do you get paid if you're not if you're out of work at the moment? Is there any benefit? The There's so much unemployment. Like I think um, the unemployment. What is it like? Twenty million. Hey, have- like. I, well, I know because I've been unemployed. I know yeah. you would get, and I would, my, you cap out at a certain amount. It is my understanding, and this has been my experience, that mm-hmm. when I lost a job, I was making more than, they say, well, you get 60% of your salary. But I was always so beyond that I hit the cap, which was $500 a week. So mm-hmm. you get $2,000 a month. Right. Um, they will take taxes out of it. And then I think they give you $5 per dependent. So that's really <laughs> Far, and then so from there you get that for six months and they at one point they would let you reapply but often it's it terminated after six months so you had six months on a sal on an income of twenty four thousand dollars to live and find a job and support a family that isn't because i had one child that's right no that's i remember when i was on unemployment pre-covid that's pre-COVID. Now they're getting that plus an additional six hundred dollars a week, and I'm like, "You people don't know struggle." <laughs> you yeah, no, it's eleven hundred dollars. It's like four thousand. They're making close to fifty thousand on unemployment yeah. right now, and it will probably be extended. I wish nobody that's truly uh, making an effort, and I know people that are going back to work making less than they were on unemployment. Yeah. So admirable but at the same time how can you fault somebody for just saying I'm just gonna keep riding this out for as long as I can because I'm making more I'm hoping that the good that comes out of it will be people that uh, do something creative and they take this time if they're going to collect that money and they come out of it making something better for themselves and not just going into the same type of job and I hope that we find that this um these inventive things coming out of this as a result of that, but there's still the abuse of it. And there's still people who are taking advantage of the, it, again, it comes political. So now you have the government's giving us too much. They're shutting us down. There's like you said, the country's so big. There's so much to govern. And I believe I said this to you before, but I have a good friend who I love her and we could hang out and go on vacation, but politically we are so different, but we could sit and hang out as long yeah. and we can even talk about politics and differ, but that's because we're two sane humans. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't always factor into all of these equations. So she lives in Texas and she said to me one time that she supports Trump. And I said, how can you, how? And she said, you can't tell me in your safe house in Pennsylvania, in Western Pennsylvania, that we don't need a wall because you don't have the threat of people coming over, stealing your kids. She goes, you cannot talk to me from Western Pennsylvania and tell me what I need down along the border of Mexico. And she's right. She's, she's right in how she feels. If it came to protecting my family, would it, I might feel differently. So I try and always think about that, but it's just so divisive. It's not productive anymore. And yeah. so the collective good, it can never be addressed because what are you going to do? Take everybody off of as the dole or, you know, the public. Right. You can't because there are people who really need it. It's, it's so far gone in my opinion that I'm not sure if it can ever be rectified. 
remedied, rectified, whatever the right yeah, word. Yeah, I don't know. It's so then in, that's why we flee to the small villages of Ireland. <laughs> because, and I even say to my friend that Andres has met, Cheryl, I'm like, you go to the outer skirts of the, the villages type communities here, you get, like you said, a redneck and you get people who generally don't think in line with what I think. You get intelligent people, but they don't, are generally not the same. But I said, do I just romanticize what it would be like to live in Ireland or Italy or the rednecks there? And she's like, I think it's just prettier and nicer. <laughs> it's just, it's less divisive. I don't, I know you, I know it exists everywhere. I'm not blind to that. I just yeah. think that, I don't know, there's something you brought it up to Rebecca. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something then, Rebecca. This is yes. last, as I say, you look great. I uh, hope you, you're in good form. You seem to be well. You're in great form. Mm -hmm. Do you still need to travel to to the hospital for your checkups? And well, I wasn't. I couldn't do my four month check um, in April because New York was just too much of a hot spot, and my oncologist said it's just it's not worth the risk of you getting sick to find out if. You're if you're sick so um, I actually have uh, two checks uh, that I'm supposed to go to at the end of June because they, they feel at that point um, that it'll be uh, safe enough for me you know because a lot of places are phase one around here small things are opening up so um, I'll uh, I'll drive in and I, I'll be able to get uh, two of my checks and see but I just kind of feel like I especially when things are really bad like I, I didn't want to know because I wouldn't have done any treatment because I'm like yeah. I am not <laughs> going to be getting chemo during a pandemic a good thank you very much so like That's I just I just would rather not know and just be like whatever are you feeling good yeah I I am. I, I, it's, it's, again, it's hard because sometimes, you know, you overthink things of being like, am I feeling this because there's a pandemic <laughs> or am I feeling like, you know, really, really run down. There were some days where I was um, really, really tired, like the same type of fatigue that I had when I had um, towards the end of my chemo. I couldn't even move and I was like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then, you know, a couple of days later I was okay, but, um, but I don't have the luxury to just go to the doctor because nice. I kind of don't, you know, yeah. they're not open. And also I don't want to risk going into the city to find out if I'm okay or not. So I just kind of have been writing out, you know, bad and weird days but you know for the most part I'm pretty okay I have to say so <laughs> that's with your mind I didn't even think about people in your situation with that because I somebody brought up about somebody in recovery too that they can't attend to AA meetings they had a friend and I said I didn't even think about that you you were that sense of community is invaluable that's their lifeline for you yeah. it's a lifeline in a different way that you have to and it, you're I can imagine that's the challenge you've been facing I hadn't thought about. Yeah, because I kind of only, you know, since I had been diagnosed, I kind of only live in four-month intervals. Like, I don't think 
next year I'm going to do this. And like, I just, I'm like, okay, four months, (laughs) like, where am I going to be in four months? Where am I going to be in four months? And um, so not to have, have a blip in that is a little jarring, but like I said, like, it's your perspective. Like I just felt like it was better for me to feel like ignorance was bliss to Mm -hmm. not be like, there's something wrong. Something could, you know, what if I'm sick? Like I didn't put what ifs because I'm like, nope, because I can't do any, I literally, (laughs) I literally can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to be mentally like, okay, this is what it is. And I think that is, um, you know, a lot of things for people with, like you said, like with AA or, um, you know, having to have these lifelines otherwhere of like, it's, um, you just have to find other ways. Like I know people who are doing AA on Zoom. Oh, that's good. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like that, that there's. <laughs> just to be clear, if anybody sees me drinking, I wasn't the one I was talking about. I haven't. <laughs> not you no but I have a lot of friends who like in the city like that was yeah they're you know like on 14th street they were like I can't go on 14th street anymore like I just so I'll just zoom it out so it's it's been I'm I was okay with missing my April check but I'm very happy that as of right now I'm going to be able to do my June check yeah. I'm going to keep checking with you anyway. I'm going to keep checking with sure. <laughs> and what about you, Danielle? Have you taken over the world since I last spoke to you? You were going to... Well... <laughs> uh, actually stopped the, the, the coral reef projects. I actually stopped working directly just more with Ty that I work with mm-hmm. on his involvement. But I st- stopped working with them. It was just too much. I was taking on... They were growing and they're still doing it. But quite honestly, right after we mutually discussed he was in Canada, the guy I was helping to support. There was just too much time zone difference. There was too much with the time zone difference and their project, I'm still involved with it just indirectly with Ty. And also they came to a halt because they're relying on the tourism industry and the right. industry. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, I'm sure they're going to be fine. It's going to be needed more than ever to, as we re- introduce travel and tourism i think people i hope people are doing it more eco-mindedly yeah and i'm hoping that they are a part of that because that's their goal is to save the coral reefs however i have not because there hasn't been any work and and it was just a lot for me that i going on and ty has tv shows coming up that and i still do marketing for the tech company but it's i'm busy i'm so lucky and i hate to say that i had to turn down work in a way, but it was just, it's so much there's, I'm very, very lucky, but I've been, like I said, on the other side and I worked hard after so many layoffs in just tech to structure my life so that if anything like this or an acquisition on a company happens, I am not in that situation again. So it took me a long time to get to this and this was the real test of it. But meanwhile, I could have been making bank on that unemployment. So of all the times it really tested me universe you're really testing me <laughs> so um we don't have a huge amount of time I, I can always reconnect but i think we I, i'm delighted first of all you, two of you mesh and hopefully you will yes, meet. Me too. 
I, I was going to, I had uh, nearly booked the tickets to come to New York for now, when is it? Beginning of July, but obviously the show's been cancelled, so I won't be able to make yeah. it. And I know you, you do quite a bit of traveling to New York, then you have different things. Yeah. Yeah. We will definitely have uh, that pint one day. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure who's, That's a scratcher. I'm not sure who's gonna pay for it, but one of you will have to pay if I come all the way to. Yes, I got it. I got it. Yeah, but, that would be wonderful. I know it'd be fantastic because you're not too far away, and I know uh, we kind of already spoke about it uh, with uh, Rebecca to come over when I come over to definitely meet up and go for lunch. Absolutely, of course. I know. Okay. Maybe I'll see you before that, Rebecca, because I had messaged her earlier saying I do come to yeah. New York. Often, and uh, that would be great to meet up. Oh, I would love that so much. It'd be so lovely. Yes. The whole idea of this little project of mine to connect people, even those, we might, we might change America, you know. If we really... <laughs> it's the little acorns. You're my two little acorns in America. We're getting there. You know? <laughs> good way to put we need to work on your friend in Texas and then we're sorted. <laughs> never coming around. It's never going to happen. But I have others I can bring to the forest. <laughs> Uh, tell me something. Uh, what was the uh, Rebecca? What book? What was the last book you read that you really enjoyed? Tell me. Oh my God, I've been reading like crazy. Um, I think since quarantine, I've read like twenty-eight books. Um, I've read the little library. I think I'm looking at the. Um, I think the last one that I really loved was um it was a really interesting book it was called in the gardens of the beasts by um eric lawson do you know his oh, work yeah. i my son miles is reading about the the chicago world's fair oh Devil and Mexico. i want to read it next it's <sighs> so good he's such a great um writer and cool. this is about like the what I like about his style of writing is that it gets me really interested in history because yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. But um, his style of writing is really intense and it's about this, um, the American ambassador um, in the time of Hitler and being in Germany. And he wasn't even supposed to be the ambassador and he was like this professor who was not political and not rich and all the other people hated him. And he was like trying to be like, this Hitler guy is not a good. And everyone's just like, it's fine. And, and the, um, and was, yeah. And they were saying that the president, uh, they were like, uh, he kept on saying to the president being like, this is going to be bad. And the president didn't want to do anything because a lot of people were giving him slack of in, in Germany saying like, how can you tell us what to do when you guys have like slavery <laughs> so oh. don't be going there so the united states didn't want to be involved because they're just like oh we don't want to be called hypocrites so we're just not gonna it's such an interesting book because there's so much history that you would not even check like, that know out about. yeah really what good you, Danielle? What have you read? Not, well mine are not that <laughs> i will read his i do want i think it's devil in the white city devil in the white city is so, good. <laughs> so that is on my list but well, I read Where the Crawdads Sing. I finally read that, which everybody was talking about. And it was very good. And my mom kept telling me, did you finish it? And I got a little bored and I didn't. I'm like, yeah. And then I realized I didn't know the whole plot twist. Of the <laughs> so I finally finished it. It's very good, but it's okay. very popular. And I'm reading now 
Daisy Jones and the Six. It's about a rock band. It, she was in a band in the 70s, and it's her, this, right, I believe it's real. I believe okay. it's based on a true story, but they met with um, her and all the different people in the story, and she's trying, to, the author's, put, he or she's putting this, the, the, uh, pieces together on what really happened. I guess they were really popular and then they just disappeared. And so I just started it. I always have a bunch of books. I really have about 13 next to my bedside <laughs> that I start. And then I'm, sometimes I'm so tired. I've been listening to the deliciously Ella app, uh, meditation, you know, Ella, over, yeah, yeah. I have a UK problem. Like <laughs> all my podcasts are people in, Ireland or Britain, and she's one of them. And uh, she has an app; it's fantastic, and they have meditation things on it. So I'll listen to this. I would really like to be a person that meditates. I really, I'm not. But there's a, great, there's a great book. There's a great book I just finished. It's called "Hurry Up and Meditate." It's only <laughs> it, it, it is the best. It only takes about it's 15 minutes to, to read. I, I just oh. listen to it in audiobook. That's all you need. There's four okay. meditations. Okay. Hurry up and meditate. I can't. I'll text you the, the name of the author. Okay, that'd be and great. And I just got an audio book, and I listened to it on the run the whole thing, and I thought oh, that's great. <laughs> and <laughs> that's then great. I'm just doing it. It's great. So it's very easy. I also what I've been doing um, masterclass. I you've heard yeah, of yeah. Master. No masterclass. Oh, yeah. it's so good. I love them. I love Which them. Did you do? I did the advertising gentleman. Um, did you watch, did you see that one on creativity? It's so good. I just started listening to, and I listened to Anna Wintour on Vogue and leadership, really good on her perspective. And I started the uh, Italian chef um, that has the five star, the Michelin restaurant. Oh my gosh. I can't think of his name, but I'll send it to you. He saved Parmesan. He was on chef. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's really good. And he would like that one, Andreas. It's good. And then, um, but oh, I started David Sedaris yesterday, listening to him talk about how to tell a story. It's he's so he's fun. so good. I saw him in Terrytown like, three years ago. He's so great. Yes, I love him. He, I mean, I was laughing. I was making dinner, and I had my phone propped up and listening, and I watched them then. And they're really great because they're broken down into chapters. So it will be eight to eleven minutes, eight to fifteen minutes, I think, and you can just catch a snippet on the way. I recommend getting the unlimited you should have them sponsor this podcast after this commercial yeah. I'm doing them. But you should it's unlimited membership, unlimited classes for a year, and it's fantastic. Really, it's really good. Well, girls, it's been absolute pleasure to see you yeah. again. And it's look, lovely. And uh, to hear and see you both doing great. And yeah. uh, we'll keep in touch. And hopefully soon enough we'll see you out in New York. I'm not sure yes. about Pennsylvania, but maybe, maybe Ireland. Where know. did you live in Pennsylvania? You, Rebecca? I did. I lived in Downingtown, which oh, is... My uh, college roommate was from Downingtown. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was your college what? roommate. Sherry <laughs> Arena. Actually, Paul Arena. She was, she might have been Wissa Hicken. Anyway, Bluebell, but I had roommates through the years from Downingtown. I went to IUP. <laughs> well, what, yeah. what I can see, maybe one of these evenings, the two of you can have a Zoom glass. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. And, and I'll see you in Ireland. I'm coming. I'm, we're here. We're waiting, for you. we're waiting for you. <laughs> we're waiting for you both. Come over and have a nice cold swim. We'll be yeah, there. Oh, I would love that. All right. Love thank that. you for and having us. You again, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.